from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Nintendo continues to pretend there isn't a Switch successor, and there's still no sign of a February Direct. In a race between inputs, can the Wiener controller catch up? When it's too loud, get louder. Catch up on a wiener. Not allowed. Welcome to a Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 408. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about why there's not a direct yet this week and about how wrong I was in my prediction. We are your hosts. I'm Trey, not so crazy Taxi Johnson. I'm Jeremy. Is it over yet? Mikowski. I'm John Quaker Knitter. You're a Quaker. So, uh, yeah, we're back to uh, talk to you about video games and such. Why don't we start off the show as we normally do and talk about games we got and games that we've been playing. There's a couple things on my list that I share with at least one of you, so I guess we could talk about those. John, you've been playing more of a Postal, Brain Damaged? I have. Well, I, I went back to it. One, because it's a good game, too, because I had um, some work being done in my apartment this week. I was getting the floors replaced. And so I was in my office, and the, basically the whole front half of my apartment got new floors. I was trying to get some work done, but quickly discovered that it was just kind of impossible with all the loud noises and banging going on. And so I just resigned myself to, okay, fine, I guess I just have to play video games in here all day. So You just got to kill kill a bunch of people and pretend it's your floor people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. I mean, not them specifically, just like they're you're killing the the noise of the noise you're killing it and and it'll be finished when you're done killing things i did a stream on friday night of postal brain damaged on twitch you can find it on youtube.com slash nintendo podcast it's kind of a thing i've been sitting on for a while just doing like a themed uh first person fridays is what i was going to call when i would just play a different first person game every week because i have a lot of them but since uh you know since our friend voitech sent us codes for postal brain damage and i wanted to do some extra promoting of the of it i streamed uh, postal brain damage and i got i got pretty far i don't know how far you are john but i found i found karen i found the karen boss have you found her yet no not yet okay i had a little bit of a, a hold up because i got i got the game pre-release and i told you guys but i guess i didn't say it on the show yet but i got i got a save bug oh yeah and i was hoping i was hoping that something would would be fixed you know, this is probably totally isolated to me just because I was playing the game before release. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say, you know, there was an update on Friday that happened there was when, an before the stream. I got the I got the update. But my save is still uh, corrupted to where I, I can't save willingly. I can only save at certain points like it, it will auto save, but it's not consistently auto saving. Mm. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think I can only essentially get a save when i beat the level like i have to play the level all the way through oh geez and so Old i got to a point where where uh, it was pretty tough and i got beat and i got kicked back all the way to the beginning of the level because I, I don't have saves and so from there i just got a little bit frustrated all right i need to come back to this later 
so I, I ended up hanging it up for a bit. So I didn't get much, I didn't get really any further than I did last week. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought because I remember you saying on the Slack that there was a that you ran into a bug where you couldn't save, but then I thought you said that it fixed itself, or you thought it. Did. I thought, or so. maybe just because it auto. I thought it had fixed itself. That's when I realized that I can only saves only occur when, when I beat the level. Essentially, it won't auto save at any of the checkpoints, and I certainly can't uh, save on my own. So I just got to play through the game and and do good, I guess. But I wouldn't let anybody. I wouldn't say let that deter you from playing the game because I, I think it was just because I was playing a pre-release version and it happened during the pre-release period. Yeah, I was wondering where that happened. Maybe I didn't because how how far did you get? Did you get you got into the wall right? Like you you like you played the Mexico level and then when you get past yeah. that you get inside the wall. Yeah, I'm inside the wall. Okay, and then I think at the end of that you get to a basically you get to like a, a Walmart store type thing and that's where you fight. Karen. Yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, and you fight a giant Karen character, which is, which was pretty, which was pretty hilarious uh, for for what it was. That's funny because she just kind of keeps saying like, "I want to see the manager." <laughs> she just keeps like saying that over and over <laughs> again, and and she's giant, like she's a really huge like lady, and it's like just a, it's a pretty insane boss battle. I was surprised I made it through without. I think I only died once, and you know, I was on the stream, so I was. Uh, I've gotten better at the game. I don't scream at the TV anymore. <laughs> i've gotten better but no it's it was it's always it a lot of fun i got farther in it i i mean i guess i don't want to i don't want to say too much because i don't want to spoil it but i did find i did find the tv and the game keeps going after that i did find a tv you know because that's cool. like your what your main thing is and yeah, after sure. you after you defeat karen you find that you find a tv in uh in like the walmart that you're in or whatever and and there's like escalators and there's like different uh levels and there's like uh, aisles but everything's kind of destroyed in the middle and 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 there's just there's the karen boss but there's also like hundreds of other characters coming at you so it's a pretty uh it's a pretty hard it's a pretty hard boss but i but i made it through you just i, I forgot that you could slide that you can like do the slide move and go faster oh, so yeah. i was sliding like crazy to get away from everybody and there's a you know there's a lot of like health uh health stuff like spread around through the level so you just gotta move you just gotta move really quick you know try to get a couple hits in move really quick you know and I have the uh, I don't know if you got to like the the chain gun like I have the I have the big chain gun which does like a ton of damage you know like the like I have that you, yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about the Gatling gun or whatever you want to call it but uh and there's and it's like special thing that you can do is uh, you can basically target one thing and then you can shoot anywhere and all the bullets will go to that one target so you can like target cool. Karen's head and then just kind of run back and just shoot and it'll all just go right to her and that that takes a lot of lot of her damage away but she'll also like she has a bag that she'll put above in front of her face and you can't hurt her when she's doing that so you have to kind of wait for her to to move the bag and she'll like rush you and there'll be a whole bunch of other people there too but i ended up i killed her i killed her with the with the penetrator with with the wiener the last that last hit was the dildo to the face so that was pretty hilarious so so that was that was fun but yeah i got I, i got past that and then i got the tv and then you wanted another thing after that and uh you know, a lot of games do this, I guess, and it annoys me most of the time. It didn't really bother me. It, it kind of did like a Metroid thing, as in like it, you know, you got all your you get all your weapons taken away from you, and you get to start from scratch again. Oh, what it was, it didn't bother me. But man, it gets there's some there's some cool shit. Like uh, there's it likes I I mean I was in like a I was in like a hospital, and they started doing like some cool like horror hospital stuff. There's like a windy that there was like a windy um tunnel that kind of reminded me of like that uh like the forest dungeon and uh ocarina of time you know where like you go through the tunnel and everything moves like the like the uh gravity right. and all that there's a total there's a total part like that that's really cool 
And there's these like giant clown faces that shoot small clown faces at you, which I don't like because clowns are freaky. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and there's yeah, it, there's some really cool set pieces in there. Like there was a there was like a part with this giant clown head that had like these like rows of teeth. Like its like mouth is really huge and had like five rows of teeth that like go back into its throat. It's really cool looking. Mm. Like there's some really cool shit in there. And then you just kind of go to like a haunted house area, and it's yeah, I I I like that game a lot. I feel like the more I play it, the more I like it. So yeah, it's it, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and there's gonna have to be something huge come out for it to not make my game of the year list. Like I, it's really it's gonna be in there somewhere for me. I'd be really surprised be if it wasn't. Too. Yeah, because it's I think it's really good. It's a perfect game for me because it it really gives you that the feeling of like the '90s. Uh, doom clone you know side of like i said kind of like it's kind of like duke nukem but i think it's better than duke nukem like i played i played duke nukem on switch you know those some of those levels are broken and they're just not fun to get you're talking about the the original duke nukem like the three three i'm talking about duke nukem 3d the one the one that we played on switch yeah i mean that that was a relic of its time but this is like you know 30 years later, this is much better, sure. There's some levels that aren't fun in Duke Nukem. Like, there's ones where you have to, like, stay underwater and go get a key that takes really long and go back and switch a thing in a certain amount of time. I've talked about it before. There are a couple levels that just killed me because they were just tedious and not fun to play through. Like, farther Duke Nukem. That's what I'm saying. This one is a lot more fun to play. of the Duke Nukem ethos. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Not only is it a first-person shooter, but it also has that, you know, over-the-top kind of guy cracking wise at you. Yeah, fuckity, fuckity, fuck, fuck. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. In fact, I'm considering that maybe, especially because you say there's even more beyond the next level, which I which I had assumed was going to be the last level, just because the way the game sort of sort of lead, leads up to it. But if there's more. Maybe I will just start over because it's it's it was a fun game, and I'm gonna start from the beginning. I think you're only like about if you're if you're at the because what the inside of the wall is like the fourth level maybe, yep. and I think I made it to like the sixth level. But I don't know, like, I, I got the I got the soundtrack for it, and I was trying to just look at the songs to try to figure out, like, how many, like, how many levels were in there, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell. But maybe there's, like, ten, I don't know, I, I, hope, I hope to get through it before, uh, I don't know, I want to beat it before the end of the year. I got a lot of months to do that, but I'll do it sooner than later. I also would say to, to folks wondering about this game, who maybe had heard of Postal before, like, I was always skeptical of that series, my impression Postal as a series before was that it was more style over substance that it went for the um the what do you say edge edge lordiness first and foremost and maybe put gameplay and quality on the back burner or maybe that was true of the past games i don't know i never never actually played them that was just my impression of them but if anybody had that similar impression i would say set that aside give this game a try because it's really fun it's, it's a quality game and it doesn't put the edge lordiness you know ahead of the gameplay it's like actually a good game first and then the the jokes and everything are piled on top of that mm-hmm. and it is supposed to be a dream by the way the, the main character does mm-hmm. say that at one point like he's like this is a dream so it's fine like whenever he's killing somebody he kind of said that at one point so he's like it's a it's a dream so don't worry about it so i was like okay the shit that they throw at you it's really you don't really feel like that that bad about it anymore because everybody's out to kill you you know and even the people who don't you still need to kill them because you got to get whatever life you can get as i think i said last week but yeah, it's it's cool. Check it out. Uh, it's like twenty five bucks, but it's totally worth it. Um, it's like I said, it's it's definitely up my alley for those sort of games. Would you mind if I? I only have one more game that I played. In the, um, yeah, in sure. Similar. Go ahead. You can you can continue. So on. because I got that to that point where I couldn't really get much further, um, I got kicked back to the beginning. I just got frustrated and I wanted to set the game aside. But I wanted to still play something in the sim similar vein. 
So I went to my folder of, uh, you know, my folder of, of, of basically what's next on deck. And in there was Quake 2. I was like, yep, yeah, I got to go back to Quake 2. So I played Quake 2 for the rest of the day. I probably played it for, I don't know, five or six hours that day. I got really far and just got totally back into it. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a while since I played that one. Got it back in August when it first came out. And uh, now I'm intending on getting through to the end. So I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm almost there. I don't know. I don't know how long the game is in total. You're playing the regular Quake, right? Like just the regular straight up Quake Yeah, the game? PC version, not the N64 one. Okay, yeah. Because I, I beat the 64 version just because that's the one that I know the best. But I didn't play. Mm. I played some of the PC version, but it's much different. It's like way different. I never played. I just played the 64 one. So I was used to that. But I don't know. I, I thought maybe I got halfway through it. I was wondering if you were playing it because it was on your like to beat list or something like that. And you're kind of just was, jumping yeah. back into it. Well, I wanted a similar type of game because I was I was just like I was it, it was noisy in the apartment and I was getting stressed out because I had a feeling like you know, I wanted to actually like do something with my day to be productive, but I couldn't. And so I was like, I need a game that is like next to no logic, just like action and you know, rinse repeat, you know, go through the level and, and you know, just kind of don't don't think too much. I need to, I need to take my mind off this right now to sure. get less stressed and get away from the noise as well so it was just the perfect genre to go to and man quake 2 what a i only ever played quake 1 back in the day and just to see how it evolved after that it was like this is really it's kind of like a bridge game between you know that first generation like you know 1996 you know the first first person shooter in 94 to well i mean if you're talking about do I thought, I thought quake 1 i think quake 1 was 90 Six, yeah, yeah, I, I thought you were talking about like the pixel because well, because Quake Quake is basically 3D Doom is is what it is really. If you break right. it down, it's the same company. It's basically the evolution of Doom, and Doom was '94 because we just had the the 30th anniversary of Doom. And interesting thing, Quake Two actually was not even a Quake game. Quake Two is just a game that kind of looks sci-fi so they're like let's call it quake 2 because that'll make it sell so it really had nothing to do with the original quake or any of the developers from what i from what i've heard so it's just a it was just a game that looked like it could be a, a sequel to quake so they called it that because who else would buy it if it was called space shooter or whatever the fuck you know so it's interesting but i felt like i felt like I, oh yeah i could see the, the the path from that first generation of first person shooters to where we are today and i see how influential quake 2 was in that path yeah quake 2 is wonderful i like that game a lot i mean even and even though i just i played on the 64 so that's the version that i knew but it was really cool they i thought it was uh I'm sure i mentioned it before but i thought it was really cool that they used the expansion pack to make it run better instead of like making it look better like they used it for for like uh for ram for ram power or whatever and i thought that was interesting i think that was like one of the few games that did that and they, they made it you know made a whole deal about it so but yeah, Quake is great. I also saw, uh, it's not on your notes, but I saw you played a ton of uh, Hitman 3. You went back to that. so Yeah, I went back to that. Like I said, again, just you know, playing the the newer one for a minute, just scratched. It, it, it just got, got me like itching to, to play the, the older ones. The, that's kind of confusing how I said it. The, the newer remaster of the old one got me itching to play the modern series again, which is just like... I don't know. To me, it's a masterpiece. And I realize how much I still have left to do in that game, despite having 575, now probably 585 hours in it. There's just so many more costumes to get and weapons to get. And I got to go in and 
and actually systematically see what I still need to to achieve in that game because there's still a lot left to do. I always get tempted to just go in and run and gun and mess around. And I, I would say probably six, 60, 75 percent of the time I'm just messing around and, and you know poking at the 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 mechanics of the game to see what what pokes back and, and just have fun in that kind of way. But I I really want to actually go in and see what I have left to do because there's still so much left to earn. A lot of content packed into those games. Is there like a checklist or a or like a whatever or yes. like a achievement? Yeah, you can. S- so you know, like what you're looking for. You can see a, every challenge on the menu, every challenge that you have left to do, and there's a, a, a graphic and some sort of hints as to what there is. They don't tell you the whole thing. They don't tell you exactly how to do it, whatever. But they give you enough of a hint to be like, "Oh, I need to try this. I need to try that." And yes, yeah, so you you know what you have left to do and stuff will be grayed out like if it's if it's something you haven't done yet it'll tell you what your reward is if you do that yep they make it pretty clear cool did you want to talk about your shelves yeah the last thing that i did this week was i had these media shelves which i bought like over a year ago and they're the kind that go from like floor to ceiling and you have to you have to secure them to the wall because they're so top heavy and it'll tip over well I, i built these things a year ago and then one of them did tip over and and cracked and everything like after that happened i was just like i don't know if i really want to want to put all my stuff on these things i just didn't didn't trust them i had bad juju from just like experience of it tipping over i, I just kind of put it in the corner and i stuffed some uh at these like black storage bins i propped those against the shelves so they wouldn't fall over and i just kind of left them there for like a year and finally after well i got these floors replaced i had to move everything i had to move all my furniture into the other room, including those things. And then going to put them back, I was just like, let me resolve this once and for all. And I figured out that because of the way they're assembled, you basically have a bottom half and a top half that you attach together. And that's why they were so so uh, weak and untrustworthy, just because structurally there's a bad design. Like they shouldn't be split in the middle like that for something that big. And I decided I'm just going to remove the top half. You're not really, they're not really meant to be that way, but you could do it remove the top half and put the one board uh, that was supposed to go on the, the bottom of the top half, just make that the top half of the shelf. And now I just have half a shelf. So actually it looks really pretty good that way. Uh, it's secure. I just threw out the top half of the shelves and I was able to finally put up my games, which had been in bins since I moved to this place. So that felt good to actually put all my games out. Um, I don't have a huge collection or anything, but it's my collection and it's nice to have it up on display. You had, a, you had a lot so more GameCube games than I thought you did. Like I thought you, I didn't think you ever got a copy of Metroid Prime One, but I saw it in there. I did get a copy of that around 2010 or so. Before I went to California, I made a stop at uh, a GameStop, and uh, maybe that was a little bit before that. Actually, I picked up Metroid Prime, picked up 1080 Avalanche, and Wave Race Blue Storm. Oh, so you have uh, those games all, all in one go. Yep. I take you didn't play them much though. I didn't have much time to play them. Nope, didn't play much. Now that you have everything unpacked, though, you should try to play something. Yeah, that's the next thing, though. Is I got it's inspiring me to figure out how to actually hook up all my systems correctly. I've got all the parts, I've got all the boxes and everything to to get the old systems hooked up to the modern TV. I just gotta do it. I mean, does your TV have AV plugs still on the back? Uh, I think so. It probably does because yeah, it because so. the newer ones don't. So if you have one that does, hold on to it because you won't be able to. Because like my uh, my newer TV and probably Jeremy's too 
doesn't have any AV plugs in the back. Nope. So I got a, what was it? I just got the HDMI, like the cheap HDMI, uh, uh, whatever, uh, adapter for the Wii and I could get up like that to play my Wii on the, and I could play GameCube games through that too, but it's kind of, it's a whole thing if you don't, yeah, if you have one that doesn't have the, the plugs on the back like that, which you buy one now, they're not there anymore, which sucks. Cause I would say like, if you need, you know, if you need stuff from like the coax or whatever, you could always like try to use a VCR or something like that to, to get them on there or like that, uh. Actually, I don't think it has that. I was going to say, like, that, that like, system router thing that you got me that I still have, but it doesn't have coax. Yeah, I've got one of those still. But I use that. I use that for all my old systems, pretty much. Like, it has it has all the Nintendo stuff on it. It has, like, the NES, the Super Nintendo, the 64, and the GameCube all hooked up to that switcher there. And then I have, uh, and then, like, the then like the, the Genesis and the Dreamcast are on the two other inputs that are on the TV, because the TV has, like, three AV inputs, like, on the front and side and back or whatever. It's how I, how I have it set up. But yeah, now that you got all that stuff out there, gotta play something. Yeah, I'll get it up. It's gonna be another day. But hook up your Wii and play me. a GameCube game. Those games are good. Cool. Well, uh, I've I've kind of just been playing like a little bit of a bunch of different stuff, like since last time. Um, I did get that. I did get that. Uh, Goemon game working, and I just want just because I want to say the full name because it's incredibly long. We'll see how long it'll take for me to get through it. O- Otagi Katsugeki Mamada no Bakuru. Oracle Satoru no Sainan is what it's called. That's the whole name. Oh. And it's basically the spiritual successor to the Mystical Ninja games. And it's made by uh, Feel Good Games. I guess they worked on those games. They also worked on uh, some Nintendo stuff. They worked on like the uh, some of the Yoshi's, uh, the, the newer Yoshi's Island games and stuff like that. It looks nice. Okay. Your little character looks like Goemon. It's not Goemon, but it still kind of has like the colors and stuff. And he has like this little like swirly hairdo. But what's interesting is he... He fights with like the drumsticks from uh, Taiko Drum Master. So like those like those like flat sticks that aren't like you know that are just like just like cylinders. That's like what you use to fight people mm-hmm. with. So you you do like L and R on the top to control like each hand with the with the with the drumstick things. And there's a lot of like drums that you like make rhythms on or whatever. That's like how you beat the game is you basically unlock a giant drum that you play. And then it does all its like wacky Japanese cat characters jumping out or whatever thing at the end. And I don't know. You can you can download the demo for free on the Japanese eShop. I, I recommend giving it a look. It's a it's pretty fun. I I used my Google Translate again to try to just figure out. I, I did it mostly for the shop because there's a shop you can go to. You can buy a life bar upgrades and stuff like that. And I wanted to know what the things were in the shop, so I used my phone for that. And I couldn't afford I couldn't afford the upgrades. And I don't know how much is in in the demo because i played i played like three or four levels and it didn't end and i saved and i can still go back to it so i don't know it's something i I mean there's probably a really low chance it'll get it'll get like uh translated but i don't know nintendo Life did a review of it and i think they gave it an eight even though they didn't understand any of it because they played it completely in japanese they said it was still enjoyable so but yeah it's just like a little little colorful uh kind of a platformy uh you know kind of like a platformy adventure game it's sort of like top down for the viewpoint but yeah you run around and hit little critters with your with your uh with your drumsticks and it's very japanese and all that and it's fun it's color it's super colorful is it multiplayer Uh, i don't know i don't think so i'd have to look i'd have to translate the japanese listing of it but probably not i'm guessing probably not because i didn't see any other characters in there but it was made by the guy uh the guy who abisu mero is actually based on because his name is like Abisu something or other. Like he was a, d- a developer on it. If you don't know, Abisu Mero is like Goemon's sidekick. Like the big guy with the twisty mustache. The twisty blue mustache. Uh, he was always kind of like the comic relief. Or I think he was called Dr. Yang in the really 
horribly translated American version on Super Nintendo. If you played that, super racist. They were called Kid Ying and Dr. Yang. That's what their names were. Like, what the fuck? It was really, yeah, really problematic in that translation there. Thankfully, we got better ones for the 64 when uh, when the Mystical Ninja 64 and and Goemon's Great Adventure came around. So, anyway, it's worth checking out. You can do that. I I got WWE 2K Battlegrounds, which is that, like, sort of arcade wrestling game. I think we talked about it whenever it was announced for Switch originally. It's on sale still for I don't know how long, but... It's like eight dollars for the base game. I, I bought the I bought the deluxe version because it was only two bucks more. I got it for ten, and uh, it's fun. Basically, I got it because I I just searched all of the wrestling games that are on Switch just to have an alternate, so we don't have to play AEW all the time for our uh, for our wrestling streaming show that we do for Wrestle Chat. I wanted like an alternate, so I was like, oh well, you know, I was like WWE uh, Battlegrounds is on sale right now, and like Shake already has it. I got and Joe Joe got it too. So, and it's got a ton of. Uh, it was made old enough that like a whole bunch of the roster has moved to AW now. Like who used to be in WWE, <laughs> like maybe like half the people on there are now in AW. Like have left WWE and switched over, and they got the classics on there too. Like you can get like Jake the Snake Roberts and Typhoon and Hurricane, or was it like Earthquake and Typhoon are in there, and like you know Hulk Hogan and Sting and like all you know the the a lot of the wrestlers that you recognize. Even like even ones that are not alive anymore, like Eddie Guerrero's in there, you know, which is great. Eddie Guerrero was one of the best wrestlers ever. He should still be in games, but you know, stuff like that. And uh, there's like a story mode, which kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, like Street Fighter slash uh, Punch Out sort of storytelling, because it basically it follows uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's going around recruiting wrestlers to uh, come and wrestle for WWE. And Paul Heyman's a character in it too, who's like a was a booker for for uh, WWE and all that. And it's funny because they they kind of treat like Vince McMahon like a villain because he is, especially if you've heard any of the recent news about him. Uh but yeah, I always I knew I, I always knew he was a scum scumbag, but he's even it's been proved more lately. <laughs> he's been officially, you know, he's officially done with WWE as far as we know. I don't know. I don't really care about that guy. But it's funny like whenever uh like when you're starting the game, because you start the game and uh, Steve Austin meets this like uh, this like bicycle messenger guy, like it like in the subways of New York, and he recruits him, and and you fight all these you fight all these wrestling matches like in this ring that's in like the subway of New York, and it's it's all like themed up about it, and you know you can do stuff where you can throw them out of the ring, and like you know and they'll get hit. I don't know what happens in the subway one, but there's one where you go to the swamp and there's like an alligator in the in the in the crowd, and you can throw him into the alligator, and the alligator will, like eat him and throw him back into the ring and stuff like that. So there's like interactive dumb shit like that. So it's kind of more arcadey. Like it kind of feels more like a fighting game than a wrestling game, I guess. I mean, it's like, it's a little bit less complex than AEW is what I'm saying, but it's still a lot of fun. And the story mode is funny. Like, uh, like I said, basically every time Vince McMahon, like there's a part where you're like doing, doing like a, doing like a fan fest thing. And they're talking about this battlegrounds thing that they're doing where they're looking for all these wrestlers. And Vince McMahon shows up in the TV and he's like, oh yeah, and I got to tell you my idea. And then Steve Austin like unplugs the TV and he's like, we're not talking to him. <laughs> so like you see him for a second and then he just disappears. <laughs> and then when I was uh, playing earlier with the Swamp guy, because you play through the, the me- bike messenger guy and I thought that was going to be the main character through the whole thing. But that's just one story part. And then it cuts to like some like, uh, I don't know, Louisiana swamp area and you meet this like alligator guy that was like raised by snakes or whatever. 
and that's where you go to like the alligator levels and you can feed people the alligators. So I think there's like different stuff where you fight in different environments with different characters and all that, which is cool. Like I said, it reminds me of like the, the backstories you would see for like the street fighter characters when it's all like overly exaggerated or like, or like the punch out characters, like the openings from like uh, the Wii punch out game, like that sort of thing. It's kind of got that same sort of art style. But yeah, when, when he meets the guy that's raided by, he's like, oh, you're raised by snakes, right? He's like, oh, well, then you should be able to handle Vince McMahon. That's what he <laughs> compared him to snakes. So there's there's fun there's fun stuff in there like that. Uh, there's there's like a cage match. Uh, there's cage matches in there. Uh, tornado tag, which is something we really wanted for AW Fight Forever, which isn't in there. You can do that. But yeah, the story mode is uh, a lot better than I thought it would be, I guess. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was like, this game's pretty good. And it was even better for eight bucks, so. I recommend it for anybody who's looking for more wrestling stuff on your on your uh, Switch. Looks nice too, and it's very it's very like you know it's kind of the characters kind of like more chibi, like they're kind of shorter and all that, but it's fun. There's super moves you get you can get upgrades that you equip to yourself, like you know kind of like a Stadium Stampede a little bit, where you can like heal yourself or you can up your damage levels for certain moves and stuff like that. Yeah, it's cool. And you when you unlock characters, they're in little plastic wrap, like they look like uh, toys, and then they open them, and they come out, and they become your playable characters and all that i unlocked rowdy rowdy piper he's in there like ravishing rick rude uh rick flair like a lot of you know those older older wrestlers are in there so you can check that out um a game that you should not check out just that i did i just checked out just for science is i bought one of those fucking dumb hentai game hentai games on, on switch because it, because it was a hentai golf game and it was like two dollars if your <laughs> children are listening, please send them to the bedrooms for just a moment. <laughs> it's not even, it's such a dumb game. It is so stupid. It's not even like, whatever. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, go- it's a game. You said there's only a few holes in the game, right? There's five holes that you okay. play because it's, oh, golf, okay. cause it's a golf <laughs> game. No, uh, I just thought I would try just because, you know, I like to collect dumb golf games and this is a dumb golf game. But man, this is the simplest golf game I think I've ever played. It's pretty much like you just aim and you just do the power meter. That's it. Like there's no, I mean, there's like wind and stuff and, and the ball physics don't really make sense either. Like where it lands or you may hit it like a hundred percent twice and it'll go completely different distances and all that. It's dumb. And then when you complete a goal, you get a picture of an anime girl that, that has ridiculously huge boobs. It's really weird. It looks like, as Jess said, uh, for one anime we were watching, it looks like they have uh, basketballs under their shirts. Like, it's like that <laughs> ginormous. But yeah, it was a couple bucks, and I was like... Uh, and I've heard people talk about them. Like, I think uh, Alex talked about it on uh, on his show, or, like, one of their hosts would, like, play them. And I was like, you know what? Just for just to look at this, because it's a dumb golf game, I'll just give it a try. And it's really dumb. It's a really, really dumb game. But you can buy the whole thing for, like, $2, and there's, like, four DLCs that are all free that you can just download. Wow. And it's just more, it's just more golf courses, I guess. And I guess you beat a certain amount and there's like five golf, uh, there's like five, you know, holes that you do. And every time you beat one, you see like the picture of one of the hente girls. And each time you beat a hole, they take off a piece of clothes or whatever. But it's not like, it's like they're wearing a hat and then they're not wearing a hat or they're wearing a, a jacket and then their jacket's not on. And then like the final. I mean, it could just be getting warmer, the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the final fifth, fifth one is always them just in their underwear. And I was like, this is. This game is dumb, but I just wanted to—I just wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> but don't get it; it's gonna give your—it's gonna give your Switch viruses. Like, don't don't download that. It's bad, bad uh, malware or whatever. Probably, I doubt it. Does it have the mode in it, like the Switch Sports or no, the uh, the Wii U Sports, where you put it down on the ground and no, <laughs> swing your hands over it? No, nothing like that. 
that would make it a that would that would that would involve more effort. Like this game is a very low effort game. There's only one song that plays through all of the all of the all of the holes, and it's like very very simple. It it almost feels like it should be free. I feel like they should just give it to you just to see like what what weird Japanese kids play, you know, or whatever. It's very it's a very very weird game. But what's not a weird game is Wavetail. You remember that game? It was a uh, oh. it's basically like um I remember you posting it on Slack. It came out last year. Uh, it's basically your it kind of looks a little bit like Wind Waker, a little bit like Wind Waker mis- mixed with Sonic, kind of. You're a little character that can, like, surf on the waves, and you basically, you know, you surf on water, and you go from, like, level to level, and there's, like, 3D platforming and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's like, all, like, you know, kind of cel-shaded art style. It's, it's fully voice-acted, which I was surprised by, and it got really good reviews, and I just never wanted to pay the full $30 trigger on it, but it was 15 bucks, and I was like, hey, let's try it out, and I'd played it today, and it's good. Like, I like it so far. There's like this, the story is like there's, I guess they live on an island. They're not supposed to go in the water, but there's a shadow creature that shows up that like is under the water that's supporting you. So now you can walk on water and now you can just like run around and go from place to place. But there's like a hookshot thing of sorts where you can shoot up to different things. It's like I said, it's like kind of feels like a Sonic game, which I think you originally said when you posted it on Slack. But I don't know, watch some videos of it. It's cool. It's on sale for I don't know how much longer. But on, on the subject of postal brain damage, I also played Project Downfall. And that we mentioned that last week because it came out on the same day on Friday. And it's basically kind of uh it's a first person shooter, but it's more uh it's less it's less like the Doom clone. You could almost say it's kind of like super hot from what I understand. Whereas like, you know, everybody kind of moves when you move and it's like from getting from like segment to segment, that sort of thing. But the interesting thing uh I heard about it is that it has multiple endings. It has like a 14 and 15 different endings depending on what you do so right when you get to the point where you can actually see people you can basically kill whoever you want like there's cops there's just homeless people there's just people just walking around and you're supposed to just go to work and come home but you can just do whatever and from my understanding is that the story kind of branches from there like because i was supposed to just get on the train and I saw this guy standing in front of the in front of the bathroom with a gun. And I was like, well, let's go over there and see what's in the bathroom. So I went and I killed the guy with the gun. And then I went inside the bathroom and I killed the people in the bathroom. But there was a laptop in there. And I found a laptop. And then the game, the story changed to me doing stuff about the laptop and all that. So I was like, I was like well, maybe if I didn't get the laptop, then it would go a completely different way. So it's like that sort of thing. But in your apartment, you, you know, you start in your apartment. Uh, there's copies of Postal 2 in there. The Postal 2 game is like on your is like on your coffee table in your living room. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they re- it's not Postal Brain Damaged. It's Postal 2, like whatever that one was. The guy with the with the you know with Uzi on the front. So they're obviously referencing the Postal stuff with this one. And you have like a girlfriend that's maybe like a hologram girlfriend. I don't know. It's hard to tell. But uh, when I was trying to figure out how to play the game, like I didn't really know what to do, and I accidentally punched the TV. And broke the TV in my apartment. And now it's like broken. And now whenever I talk to the girlfriend, she just asked me why I broke the TV. Which is funny that she actually will say something different because of that. You know, she's like, why'd you fucking break the TV? I'm like, I don't know. And there's video games inside of it that you can play. You can play like a, like a arcade type stuff, like while you're on the train, like while you're going to your, to your job and stuff like that. There's interactive stuff. It's a weird game. Like I've heard people compared it to like Hotline Miami, but I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily say that. Maybe because of some of like the neon uh, colors that are in it and that sort of thing. But it was on sale. It was supposed to be like twenty five bucks, and it was on sale for sixteen bucks. I was planning on getting it anyway, just because of you know first person shooter. But it's a weird game. 
but I'm going to try to play through it with at least one ending. I heard it's only a few hours, like, since, you know, since it has multiple endings. So I'll, I'll definitely, I'll probably play it this week for the first Person Friday thing and see if I can get to the end. And I'll probably at least try to get a couple different endings on it. But yeah, it's weird. It's a strange game. But <laughs> but there's a, you get pills in both of the games. Both of the games have a, have pills that you take that enhance your your muscles or whatever. Like between that and Postal Brain Damage. Because later in the game in Postal, I don't think you got there yet, John. You can you can take a you can take like a steroids pill kind of thing that'll make you like super strong. Whereas you can like you can take a pill and then you can like kick a guy across the room like with your like with your kick move. You can do the same thing in, in Project Downfall, where you take a pill that makes you extra strong and you can kick a guy into another guy, like where you can kind of combo it. Like I would guess that you would in like Super Hot, like that sort of thing, you know. So. But it looks, you know, it looks very trippy. It's definitely got that uh, cyberpunk-esque, like Blade Runner e atmosphere. And also, That's I've been very John Wick. Yeah, from the oh yeah, <laughs> the main character is is a hundred percent made to look like John Wick. Like not even, not even trying to not be John Wick. Like we got the hair, we got the we got the. Uh, it looks it looks like Keanu. Like when you look at it, like it's they're not trying to not be John Wick. Like it's obviously there. So. But I'm fine with that. I mean, we need a John Wick game, a good one. Apparently, that other one wasn't great. And I also uh, dusted off my PS4 and started playing Yakuza Five because I never played that game. That was a that would could have been a swan song on our on our Patreon episode, Patreon.com/slash/NintendoMainPodcast, uh, when we talked about swan songs because that was like one that came out towards the end of uh, PS3, and it was digital only. And I think it, by that time I had moved on to whatever else and I never picked it up. And they re-released all of them, you know, for like later, you know, you can get all of them on whatever system now. And uh, I think five was like five or six bucks or something like that. So I bought it just to have it. And, you know, you hear everybody talking about infinite wealth and all that stuff. And I'm like, I still need to go back and finish Kiryu's story. I got to get all the way through. And uh, because, uh, because the WWE 2K24 is about to come out, uh, 2K23 is on sale, so I bought that also for 15 bucks. So I played 2K a little bit, and I was like, you know what? I should play Yakuza 5. And I really wish I would have known that Yakuza 5 is like a there's fucking racing in there. This is the, there's 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 a you're a taxi driver. Like you start off as a taxi driver. That's why I'm talking about not so crazy taxi. And these and these Yakuza games are made by the same people who made F Zero GX. So it's kind of like. It's kind of a trip. I was like, "Fuck!" If I knew there was so much racing in this game, I would have played it a long time ago. But yeah, you, you're you're a taxi driver, and there's like I said, there's crazy. You know, there's not so crazy taxi. There's taxis missions that you do, but you have to obey the rules of Japan. Like you have to, you know, you you lose points if you like drive through red lights, or you got to put your turn signal on, or you also need to like talk to the person who's in the back seat while you're driving at the same time, and not like not accelerate too fast or not break too fast. There's like all this stuff to do. So it's really like nerve wracking kind of, but there, there's some levels where you just, where all you have to do is just figure out what you're going to say to the person in the car and you don't have to actually drive. But my favorite missions are the, are the, are the highway missions. Like there's highway races where it is like a full on racing game where it's super, you know, super fast. And, and you get a, there's like these spirit moves that you can do in the Yakuza games where you hit the, the triangle button and you do a special move, and you can do the same thing while you're driving. So there's, like, different parts of the racetrack where you get there, you can do the special move. There's, like, a special drifting move that you can do, and there's a special, like, uh, 
acceleration move that you can do as well. And you can kind of do like a power slide, like Mario Kart-esque power slide around uh, turns that'll give you a boost too. So, and you build up, and, and, and you, by doing that, you build up a meter that gives you another boost. But yeah, there's a ton of racing in it. I didn't even know. And I've only played the Kiryu stuff because there's, there's four, there's five different characters. But I was really interested. I haven't got to it yet, but you finally get to play as his daughter. It is actually a playable character, which she's been in it, obviously, since the first game. So we'll see what that's like. I hope you can, like, crush people's head and, like, scratch their face on the ground and stuff like you do with Kiryu. <laughs> if you can, if you can like, uh, break a bicycle on them or whatever, like, like his moves. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Aside from the uh, controllers that Jeremy and I opened during the, during the uh, expansion pack, if you want to talk about that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I... Give it. I've read through some of its paces, the hot dog controller, which we both have now. Yeah. And uh, I can see a little bit about what you feel, Trey. Something I definitely share is that the buttons are clicky. There's, they're very loud, yeah. They're very loud and clicky. And I don't really like super clicky D-pads that much. Well, these are just the, these are just the face buttons. Yeah, this, the, the D-pad is clicky too. But I actually like the way the D-pad feels. The, the problem that I had with it is I just felt like it was kind of too small. Like I was trying to play uh, stuff like AEW with it, and I was doing terrible. So I ended up just like, I'm like, I'm just not going to use this. I'm just going to use my regular controller. Because I w- before we had uh, before we started the stream, I was just kind of fucking around with it. And I was playing a match with Nyla Rose, and my, Nyla Rose has like three belts. And I'm like, I oh, mean, I'm going to lose, and she's going to lose all her belts. So I just need to quit. So I just quit and then switch controllers out because I don't want to mess that up but but it's but i did play uh, i played street fighter with it i played like street fighter alpha that worked fine i could nail those uh those hadokens real easy with it so for like 2d fighting games i thought it worked great i wish you could use it for other systems because i would love to use this for street fighter 6 on ps4 it would be perfect because i couldn't find the. i think it's just hard to get controllers that connect to the playstation as well as other stuff yeah it said it only worked for steam and uh switch like I, I I looked at the box and it didn't say anything about Xbox or well it said like Steam Deck and like stuff like that but it's the way all the eight uh, bit Doe controllers are as well yeah I thought you could use them for whatever but it would it would be fun to use for uh, Street Fighter Six because all I really need is two analog sticks just for the uh, single player just so you can move the the camera around but the D pad on the PS4 controller is not great I don't like this I don't like the D pad that's split up like the the PlayStation one where it's missing the middle it just never feels right to me. So I just wanted one, like a fighting game uh, pad that has a better one. Actually, that generic controller that I got has a better pad on it. But but yeah, it's it's cool. It's weird. I like the see-through background. I showed it to Jess. They liked it too. So the design of it's cool. But yeah, it feels small. I uh, I didn't play uh, F-099 yet, but I wanted to give it a try. What have you done? Yeah, so I didn't try it on F-099 either, but the very first thing I wanted to try it on was uh, Super Nintendo games. So I tried the uh, Nintendo Switch Online and... Um, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it at first. Like I threw on Super Mario World stuff that I know by heart that I can just like, you know, so I can know if uh, I feel like any lag. And I don't know. I felt like there might have been a little lag. But when I played 3D games, like I threw on the N64 app, played some uh, 1080, played some uh, Mario 64, just stuff like that. It seemed like the analog sticks are really nice and really precise. And I didn't notice any kind of lag there. So I don't know why there'd be lag in one thing that not the other there probably isn't i think i probably just don't like the action of the buttons like they're too tall so something about the way it feels i just i don't like but i could probably get used to it i guess and it's nice to have another controller for that sort of purpose like if i want to play couch co-op 
or something with the SNES games. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It did remind me of this controller, which I bought. I think it was my first 8-bit dough. It's this one. I don't know if you remember these controllers. Oh, yeah. I do. It does look like and, that, yep. And it's, it looks a lot like it, but it's, it's actually smaller. shorter, right? Yeah, it looks like it's shorter, but longer. But it's fatter. <laughs> but this one had these weird buttons, like the R, the R and L are like on the same. Oh, R1 yeah, and R2. yeah. I remember that now. I never liked this controller. I barely used it. Yeah, it would be really hard to try to use both of them because you have to just like reach and then, you know, like get the I think this one actually came with like a, um, it might have come with like a, a dongle, but I don't remember. But anyway, it's fine. I mean, if you if you don't have a lot of Switch controllers and you're just wanting to, to play like the NES or the online stuff, I, I want to try um, Tetris 99, see how I feel about that, this controller. And uh, it's got a light on it. That's kind of cool. It, do, it does like the, uh, home, the home it, button lights up. It does sync itself a lot easier to the Switch than my 8-bit does do, so that's good. I had a little trouble, but once I got it working, it seemed like it's fine. It definitely doesn't let you power it on, which I didn't expect, but you can always hope. But that's all I had to say about that controller, unless you had anything else to say, Trey. No, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just like, it felt really weird. It, it felt weird to not have the the uh, handles on the bottom that the 8-bit does do. You know, I think that yeah. helps it more routed, so... It was hard for me to use it for like AW and stuff like that. So I kind of just played it a little bit and set it to the side. You know, I was still just still using this guy here. Yeah. I prefer my modern controllers as well for, you know, the modern form factor. Um, other than that, though, this week, of course, you know, lots of Baldur's Gate because I just want to get through this game. And that's why I said earlier, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm actually starting to get a little fatigued with it because what happened was I went from. You should take a break and play play other games. <laughs> that's like all you've been playing. <laughs> I know. I was finishing up Act Two, and uh, in Act Two, everything just gets kind of laser focused. You're you're doing you know this penultimate event, and uh, or you know within the within that act, and and so and since the battles are so hard, and there's a bunch of battles all in a row, I played that for like over a week, maybe like two weeks, like that portion of the game. And so I went from having like no choices to having like so many choices. It's back to like this giant open like area. It's not open world, but it's like a huge open city because I'm in Baldur's Gate. There's actually like a uh, like a little village that's sort of like a suburb of it too that you go through, and it's huge. It's giant. Uh, there's so many characters to talk to. There's so many side quests and stuff to do. And uh, so I'm kind of back to the beginning in a way that's why i'm getting a little fatigued i think because like i kind of want a little bit more focus but it wants me to just do a lot of hanging out and my characters are all level 10 now and my main character uh has basically just given into uh the parasites that are kind of the enemy of this game i kind of like the big bad or these parasites and i kind of gave into them and now i'm actually like half mind flayer so i'm like a i'm like a hybrid mind flayer human elf thing and uh, nobody in my party seems to care. They're all fine with it. But I got these just crazy, stupidly OP abilities now that have made a lot of the like giant battles a lot easier because I can fly anywhere I want now in battle. And I can basically I can like click a button and reload all my spells, which is kind of weird. But yeah, I just got all these like crazy abilities because I've evolved or whatever. So yeah, that's where I've been there. Um, one thing that's been happening to me a lot in this game this week which has been frustrating is that it keeps freezing up on me and uh, it's especially doing it when I'm like managing my inventory, which why 
you know, it's not like it's used. It doesn't seem like that it would be using a lot of uh, of of uh, resources of the game or whatever. But it's frozen on me three or four times, and then I've had to go in and like do all the inventory stuff again. Where I'm like, there's so many items in this game, and you're always like moving stuff around, and it's actually a pretty shitty inventory system. I've heard other people complain about it at this point, but uh, I spend a lot of time sometimes just reorganizing things, maybe like 30 minutes sometimes just looking at menus and moving stuff around and uh, to lose, to lose all that. Oh my God. Is it, is it like, is it like, is it like Skyrim where if you get a certain amount of stuff, you can't walk anymore? Does it do any of that? Like, yeah, the, like you, the do, heaviness? yeah you do. I always hated that in games. It's just, you get over it's just annoying. But yeah. One thing that's good about this game is that you will get overburdened, but you can send stuff to your chest back at your camp anytime. So oh, okay, that's good. you just click on whatever the heaviest items are and send them away, or you can like hand them to other people in your party. But uh, yeah, it's it's still really annoying because you can only carry so much at a time. And another thing that's annoying, but I guess just part of the realism of the game, is that each of the shopkeepers only have a certain amount of money, so. They might sell something that costs like eight thousand, but I can't sell enough stuff to get eight thousand because they don't have that much money. You know what I oh. mean? I can't like. Oh yeah, because they. I mean that kind of makes it like more realistic, right? Because they only have a certain amount of money on deck or whatever to buy stuff. From it you. does. Bank it's just kind of annoying. You have to go to or there is a bank, but uh, it's a minimum ten thousand gold uh, fee to start your <laughs> to start your account because it's like the. I mean, one that rich people use. I mean, you would just need to just, I don't know, uh, warp to another there town is, there, and there sell is di- stuff elsewhere, right? Until you get the amount. Well, that's kind of what I'm doing. So I'm just like cleaning everybody out of their gold and all their skate that I find. And uh, I'm still, I'm just trying to get like 8,000 so I can buy this piece of armor that seems really nice. But uh, that's kind of where I'm at in the game now. I'm just, I'm kind of focused, but I'm kind of not. And I think I'm just, yeah, getting a little bit of fatigue. So you're probably right. I probably do need to play some other stuff but i was hoping to beat this game by the end of january and oh, yeah. we're a, a week into february now that's so. true we're on the seventh that's one of the reasons i've been persisting Official. i do want to actually see credits on it well it's um, like, i mean I, I figured you put like a hundred some hours into that and you know it's i mean I, I that's a lot of endurance to like just put 100 hours like just into one game like play after play after play after play that's just how i, I, I always how I yeah am. i mean i guess you put like 300 hours into tears of the kingdom but I still need a break. You know, it took me like months to get through Xenoblade Chronicles 3, even though I love that game. But I just can't sit down and just, you know, go straight through it because I'll get because I get too distracted. Obviously, I played like 20 games this week, you know, so. Well, when I want to beat something, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to do it. So that's another thing. But I mean, I'm enjoying myself while I'm doing it. I did finally get laid in the game. So that's cool. And that was the. Uh, was it a bear? No, the sleep was a bear. <laughs> but it was the it's the character that. I've had my party since the beginning and she's like a follower of Char, the, the goddess of uh, grief pretty much. But it's also like kind of the goddess of like death and nihilism. Anyway, uh, I finally hooked up with her, even though she's saying that she's basically got to be like an ascetic for the purpose of her religion. She can't, she's got, well, not like an ascetic, but like just like more like a nun or a monk. But uh, she hooked up with me anyway. I talked her into it <laughs> through dialogue choices. Not like, a, you know, not in a creepy way. It just... Did you, like, roll for charisma or charm or whatever? Is there, is there I mean, like I've been that? doing that the whole game as far as with dialogue choices and stuff that I made with that character. So, anyway, that happened, and it was, you know, it was cool. You know, another check off the list of things I've done in the game. And then later on, like, 
not long after that, another character joined the party who actually ended up being a really this character's fucked a lot of people over at my party. Nobody likes her. She joined the party and she was like, Hey, you want to hook up or whatever? I was like, I'm just going to see if I can. Cause I don't think you can't, uh, if you're in a relationship or whatever, but no, she didn't care. I know you can't. So, so we, I hooked up with the devil lady. She was, that was crazy. Cause it was like all about like spiritual S and M or something. It's hard to explain. But anyway, it was about like, getting sexual thrill from the suffering of others, but like just observing it as the bad stuff that's already happening in the world or whatever. It was fucked up. But anyway, uh, after we like got done by the one person was standing there like, Hey, uh, you could have told me you wanted to do that. I would have been fine with it. And I was like, Oh, she's probably not really fine with it though. And she has, she doesn't treat me any differently. Like she just, she's just fine with it. So, Whatever. Yeah, I heard about that with other characters, like from Hexelblad God. I guess like Naughty was like, was the same thing. It was like somebody's like, "Hey, you want to bang?" And she asks like her boyfriend or whatever, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't care." And then it's just like, yeah, and you could just yeah. I've whatever. heard I've heard the whole rolling polycule or whatever analogy. That's sort of what it it kind of is. But yeah, whatever. I I don't know. That's something I can check off my list in the game. And then uh, what else? Uh. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, hopefully I'll be done with this game soon. But in the meantime, I did queue up the Final Fantasy demo, the new demo. I think that just yes, a Final Fantasy Rebirth, aka Final Fantasy Remake Two demo is out now. Which Final Fantasy Remake had a demo too, but that one was on PS4. It did, and this one is not. I think it had two different demos. I thought it was just one. I don't know. I only played one. But uh, they do. The Square does demos like crazy. Yeah, uh, that's one good thing about them. But uh, yeah, they had the didn't they have I, like uh, a Final Fantasy event or something like that, like a day or two ago? I don't. I didn't keep up with it. I, I thought they had some sort of stream or something this week that was that was where yeah, it I'm was not sure. Announced I don't from. Remember. But yeah, I'm gonna try that out. Well, there was gonna be a state of play just for that, so maybe that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's that's it. And that's probably when they announced that the demo was available. But yeah, I'm going to play that. And then I also, uh, I guess if you sign up for five bucks a month through EA on your PlayStation, you can like play EA games as like a subscription thing. So I paid five bucks and I'm going to try out uh, the Dead Space remake and the the new Star Wars game that Jedi Jedi Survivor. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's Jedi Outcast, even though that game is really good. I really like Jedi Outcast, but that was a game. It's not game. Jedi Outcast. It's yeah. Jedi Survivor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so far, it looks really nice. I played a little bit of it, not very much. All I've done is platforming. I haven't done any like battling yet. For Star Wars or Dead Space? Star Wars. No, there's. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of platforming in Dead Space. Maybe there is. Oh well, I mean, there's like the zero G parts. That's kind of sort of platformy, I guess, where you jump around in zero G levels. But I've heard so many recommendations about playing the first Dead Space, and I never really have. So I love I love the first Dead Space. I played through that game supposed to be pretty twice. Good. I even played the iPad Dead Space game, oh. but but I like I, I played Dead Space one and two and three for a little bit until I realized it was terrible and I stopped playing. Three, but three is pretty bad. Three is bad. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck happened. Like they just I thought two one and two were awesome, and I thought the iPad game was great too. And I even played through the the uh, light gun game on Wii too, Dead Space Extraction or whatever it was called. 
and I watched the animated movies that were on Netflix. I was big into that that game. I was a uh, I thought that Dead Space was the evolution of Resident Evil. Where Resident Evil was over here making shitty games, Dead Space was the future. We have like zombies in space and you can finally yeah. run and aim at the same time, you know, and, and, and then we have Resident Evil five that has bad controls, and then we have six, which is it had a really even cool worse. uh like UI. The UI looked really neat at the time. Yeah, and it didn't and it didn't have a HUD because like your life meter was part of your suit and like all that sort of thing and, and, and all like project yeah. from your helmet into the air yeah yeah there there was yeah there's kind of like a iron man thing before iron man like within your you know kind of like that would show you what you when you were changing your options but also like you had like there was a big line on your back or like you know dots that represent your health meter and there's also a little like half circle oh. that kind of me- represents like the charges in your guns and stuff so there's like nothing on the screen so i thought it made it incredibly immersive i don't know i, I played through it Basically, twice it took it and i put it on your suit so it's still on the screen. It just it's represented graphically. Yeah, it's uh, what? Yeah, it's it's part of the world, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna try those games out this week. And then uh, also when I was going through my stuff, I found uh, you bought me Dragon Quest Eight a few years ago, and then Dragon Quest Nine. I also found that, and I'm like, I gotta play through one of these because I've heard good things about both of them. You should play Eight. Well, the reason uh, yeah. I told you before, the reason I got Eight was because Eight was the closest to Eleven. And you really liked eleven, and if you liked eleven, eight's similar. It's like the same sort of style, yeah. but not doesn't. Well, look I know it, I put a little bit of time into it when you first gave it to me, and then I haven't touched it for years. So it's good though. I played through. I played through the the 3ds version all the way to the end of the Dragon Quest Eight. I beat it. I like the characters a lot. It's got full voice acting and all that, and it's cool. Yeah, I uh, I just found myself wanting to play another more traditional rpg after this plus i've been listening to a lot of the pantheons of the blood god on blood god podcast since so i just upped my subscription rate recently and so those have been making me want to play more dragon quest games and of course builders 2 which i finished a few months ago like, what was it which which like pantheon episode like made you made you up your your uh, subscription 11. was dragon, well i did I, they do one on dragon quest i just 11? wanted to listen to them I don't know. I don't yeah, know which one ones they. Oh, I was gonna say I don't know which ones they've done. Like, because I haven't. It was always. I like, really wanted yeah. to listen to the Bloodborne one, and I wanted to listen to the uh, Dragon Quest Builders two one. That's the main reasons I decided to up it just to hear those. That I've been going through the other ones since then, like mostly games I've played already because I don't want to ruin anything. But uh, yeah, they're pretty good. I like them like those extra episodes all right well let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about nintendo's earnings and our lack of direct and swerve sounds good Hey you! It's me, 
Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! talk about some news news and news 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 don't snooze or you miss the news uh we we still don't have a nintendo direct i was pretty sure that that was going to happen this week i think a lot of people were too so now we're basically in the space where every week somebody's going to say that they've heard that the nintendo direct is happening next week and that's going to happen forever until whatever maybe we'll be constantly on fire (laughs) i saw somebody was it nate the hate i've heard that name before saying that we were going to get a, a partner showcase in February and that we were going to get a direct based on the Switch 2 in March, which I'm like, I don't know. I still don't feel like the Switch 2 is going to get a direct. I think it's just going to get a trailer, just like the other, the original Switch did. I don't know. But who knows? I still think the direct's going to be before. I still think that's too early, even if it is. Yeah. If they get a teaser before we get the a full direct on the Switch 2, that's just kind of how things have happened. Like, remember... The little Mario bit peeking behind the curtain. Ooh, this yeah. is what's coming up next, you know. Yeah, but we didn't we'll get a like we didn't get a direct. Well, it was like an event, I guess, for Switch. It wasn't like a direct, really, though. I mean, it's like a. I just remember Splatoon uh, guy making a bunch of poses. I mean, I thought they called it a direct, but it was like it was more of a media, media event because there were people there and stuff. Yeah, they were, like showed it off in the glass case. Yeah, we got to see that glass case switch. Well, a different one. I don't know. I, f- I feel like a director or like a or a trailer for the Switch two in March seems early, since they still need to get the Princess Peach game out at the end of the month. You know, it seems a little early, I guess. Because I, I don't know. I felt like they still want to sell some of their stuff halfway through the year before they present it. Thoughts? Maybe well, they the, even uh, said that 
Switch will be their main business in 2024. They did, yeah. So that points too. I think uh, no reveal or certainly no launch until until the later half of the year if it happens this year, which I think it will. I think maybe they like a June reveal, something like that. They did like their financial review, right? Uh, as they normally yeah. do around this time, and uh, the sales are like 139 million. Right. Yeah, and they said uh, the Nintendo, the Switch will be the main business. Now, I I originally thought that that was just kind of you know candidly saying Switch will be the main business, but that could also mean Switch Two because they have the same name. If that is what it's called, I don't know. Well, it's also saying it's like third pillar, right? All over again, where it's like the game. We're right. not giving if, up if on the Game Switch Boy Advance, did. but we are. <laughs> if Switch Two comes out this year, look, it's going to be at the later part of the year. And Switch is going to be the main business for the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I never, I didn't think it would come out until like the second half. So yeah, I, I would think, think it'd Nintendo's be the got, big holiday thing. Yeah, Nintendo's got a lot smarter about about showing their hand in recent years. Like, gone are the days when they show something, you know, a year or two years in advance. Nintendo seems to show things at at, at earliest, like six months in advance now. Like we learned about Tears of the Kingdom not that long before it actually came out. Maybe I think it was like six months or something. And well, we thought it was gonna. We thought it was gonna get delayed again because they weren't showing, they weren't talking about it, leading up to it as much, and it was getting a little scary. Right, right. I mean, of course, yeah, we got the we got the teaser. Yeah, we say we heard about it years ahead or whatever. The Breath of the Wild two is in development, whatever. But but they didn't like do an actual reveal for like six months out. Of course, of course, there's gonna be another. Zelda coming out and of course they have to like that's a huge machine maybe that's a bad example because they have to constantly let people know hey something else is coming out but as far as like new systems or brand new games out of the blue I think Nintendo is is doing like no more than six months before yeah for sure I just did we uh, first hear about Princess Peach I feel like that feels like three months ago maybe I mean that was whatever next month that was like whatever the last direct was right before the end of the year which I don't, I don't know. I don't remember when exactly that was. You can go back so and I think look, maybe, look at our archives to find out. Maybe a June reveal for Switch 2. I would think that they would, yeah, maybe they would do it as like an E3. I mean, E3's dead, but they still yep. do They still do a, a direct around that time. So it could be, you know, Ghost of E3 time or whatever whatever they yep. call it now. So You heard it here first. Leakers so, at Nintendo Main say Switch 2 revealed in June. Yeah, yeah. When 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 do we get on these on these uh, articles? I can't wait to find out what it's actually called, and just feel so dumb about calling it Switch Two for so long. I, I did file. Uh, speaking of trying to get heard, I did file a complaint directly to U- to Ubisoft about my uh, Prince of Persia uh, misery. I did. I oh, did uh, send a, send an email directly to their uh, PR department or whatever. So. Basically, all they did all they did was email me back and say like, "Is your issue solved?" And I said no. And then they sent me another email that said, "Oh, your issue must be solved." And I'm like, "Wait, no." I said, "No. <laughs> what is this?" <laughs> so I have to like get into my account and reopen my case or whatever. It's just I'm not actually talking to a person. It's just like some robot that's nope. just that's just returning, you know. So I haven't really got anywhere. But I did mention it on the NVC uh, group. It's AI Rain Man. I, I commented <laughs> on. Uh, one of Janet's posts about it too. And she responded back about it. She said that there had been bugs, but hadn't seen anything as extreme as my bug. 
Same with the NVC voice chat. A lot of people saw they were running to other bugs that kind of sounded similar to what I had, but nobody got their save completely nuked like like mine did. So, so I tried, but I gotta yeah, someday I'll just have to start again from the beginning or something. You have but, to go to the doors of Ubisoft and knock, knock, knock. <laughs> I mean, what would they do for me? I don't want them to like refund their money. I just want the game to work. I just want them to make the game work. That's what I want. They'll introduce you to Rayman's creator. You guys can become friends. Yeah, sure. Uh, speaking of games that work or might work, uh, there's been a lot of rumors about Hi-Fi Rush uh, becoming for all systems. But I, but it, there's like stuff about like Xbox in general just becoming for all systems, right? There, I saw like a whole bunch of stuff about them just being, and they already kind of have been. Like I don't, they they've kind of mentioned that they don't really care about being. They want to just be like more of a essence than a system it seems like they want they want an xbox to be available on everything even if it's not an xbox that's what it's what it seems like to me i don't know i mean they work for windows so right yeah i just want to see uh i mean as most people do i'd like to see game pass show up on uh switch at some point i mean microsoft's the ones that have reliably taken a loss for their consoles right like initially they've always just wanted to get people to buy the software the accessories and stuff i mean it works over time if people stick with your console but i think they're just seeing the the writing on the walls that the console's going away anyway you know at least what we know it as now and so they're like well we could save a lot of money on manufacturing if we uh start making consoles yeah i guess because i mean as it stands i i think the xbox is essentially just a gaming pc yeah and they've got a different you know road to go down as 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 from like Nintendo would you know where Microsoft has their gaming business is just one piece of their whole business and it's more like they have to i think they got into gaming out of like a necessity out of saying like well computers are coming to the living room you know this is back in late 90s 2001 how can we stick our claim in having a computer in the living room well we got to put a box under everybody's tv and you know that's that's our, our way to do it but now you know things are different and and, and yeah you know, we can take our tvs quote unquote everywhere and it just makes more sense from microsoft standpoint to just be more of like a cloud-based kind of thing perhaps or just yeah i mean the software is going to keep getting miniaturized or that software yep. the hardware is just going to keep getting more and more miniaturized over time so you know, you already have TVs that built in consoles. That's been a thing for a while, but mm-hmm. I could see Xbox somehow, or yeah, Microsoft somehow implementing that to some companies' TVs. And there you go. You get it's just built into the TV from the get go. Yeah, I, I for one, I'd, I'd like to try out Hi-Fi Rush. So hopefully, it comes to Switch. Uh, I've heard it compared to GameCube games, so you know how I feel about those. So Hi-Fi Rush is the chat grind one. Is it, yeah, is it like Jack Grant? I was just going to say, I really know nothing about it. I don't really know anything about it either. I just heard it It had like mad GameCube vibes. But it's some sort of rhythm thing that involves like licensed music. Oh. So I don't know. Is it like a puzzle game? I have no idea. No, I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I'll figure it out later. I was <laughs> trying to play a video of it, but it wasn't playing. So uh, I think the big the big news of the week, I know that's what everybody's talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Is that we finally got another DLC character for AW5 Forever? About the, time. We got uh, Swerve Strickland. It's coming. 
he was a wrestler that we all wanted for a long time. Us on WrestleChat, we want him. He's a there's a good chance he's going to have a title belt with Samoa Joe coming up on the next uh, pay per view event. So it's pretty cool. I, I've been wanting to see him in there for a long time. He's one you know he he was a WWE wrestler I think as well. But there's a he's like basically the sign of season three. So they're keeping it going. You know, we'll see how much that costs. You can buy you can buy it for thirty dollars now too. The whole game. AEW is 30 bucks brand new, so dropping the prices on that. But uh, yeah, no, uh, it comes out next week too on the 14th. And, and it comes with a new stage, so you get to play on a, on a, I think it's the Bash at the Beach venue, so it's outside. So there you go. Hopefully there's some destructible stuff by the ring. And hopefully they fix the online, because uh, we still run into a lot of trouble with it, trying to play online. I was saying on the chat, on the on the stream, that I would pay I would pay $30 just to get the online fix, if I had to. I would just be like, I'll pay you 30 bucks for DLC that just fixes the online. So we don't so we don't have to keep restarting it whenever it freezes. There's so much backlash for that. <laughs> I know, but I would but I would but I want it to work that I would pay money if it guaranteed that yeah. it worked. You know? I would rather, need to release an expansion pack for it. I would rather they where it's like season three will fix the online. <laughs> you know, and I'll be like, fine, I'll pay for it. Just fix it, damn it. So I don't know. But uh, right off right off the press, uh, we uh, John posted in the Slack right before we started. But Ease 1 is coming to Switch. I'm really curious to see which version it is because there's different. They, it was released yeah. in various different ways. You know, from like the Famicom to like MS-DOS to... So I remember seeing Ease the first time was uh, written in the uh, Game Genie codebook for the uh for the super nintendo that i had because it was like because of like alphabetical order it showed up at the, at the very end or like towards the end and i was like what is wise wanderers from wise <laughs> yeah and that's what i thought it was called up until like five years ago i mean i didn't know what it was called like until, I, until, until i played mm-hmm. uh ease eight until uh, lacrimosa of donna came out then i then i finally figured out the proper en- enunciation of, of ease why is it called Ease? Why is it YS? What does that mean? I really don't know. And you've played the games. I play, you still I have. don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know Ease in itself or Ease or I've heard people call it Ease or Yeez. But I don't know what that is means it like a planet in itself. What does it what is it? I don't know. I don't know. I just know yeah, that I don't know. Main, I know in yeah. Spanish like if you put just a Y it's like it's pronounced E cuz it's like it means and. So maybe it's ands the game. Yeah, I mean it's not in Spanish though; it's in Japanese. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're not referencing Spanish. Yeah. Are there two characters in the game? Yeah, the two, it represents there's an and. Normally, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Going back to the beginning, there's Adol and Dogi were like the two main the two main people. So now it's like evil Adol and good Adol or something. Uh, well, there was two different time uh, period Adols in Ease Nine when I was playing that. Gotcha. American Adol, Apollo, Abdul. Okay, this is I found something on on Reddit under uh, the Reddit World of Ease. Somebody oh, saying, if it's on Reddit, it's probably true. Probably <laughs> true. Yeah, they're always right. <laughs> Ease is a legendary floating island, and it was an important plot element in the first games in the series, but it's rarely mentioned nowadays. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I never saw I never saw a, a floating island, but regardless. Uh, now we gotta figure out why they call it e- the island ease. Like I talked to that 
in game character and figure out what they were like it. I've always wanted to play the first couple ones. Like I know uh what ease what what was what was the system that had a uh, Rondo of Blood on it? Like it was on the um, Genesis. No, Rondo of Blood. Oh, that's not, yeah. oh that's not, C- that's not a Genesis. CDI, not CDI, uh, PC Engine, yeah. The PC Engine, that's the one I was trying to think of. Uh, the, the Ease 1 and 2 PC Engine version is supposed to be really good, but I don't think, I don't know if they're pulling from that or if they're playing pulling from the original original. So I'm really interested to see. But you just like run into the enemies. Yeah, it's the bump bump and grind combat or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> where, you, where you run bump into people to, uh, to, to level up or to fight or whatnot. That was like you don't that. Get the XP if you just stand against the wall. So yeah, I think it was like that for the first like three, maybe four of these before it became full on, you know, action and all that. I mean, it's always been action. Now they discourage bumping and grinding. Yeah, now you get hurt if you'd run into people. But it, like, I, I think for the first like three or four ease games, there were different versions depending on what you played it on. Like, I think like ease three was completely different whether you played it on Genesis or Super Nintendo or Super Famicom, I guess. So, yeah, I'm really curious. I like those games. You know, they've always just been, uh, have sick, sick soundtracks, uh, great battle systems and all that. So, I want to try that out. This is some big news that broke today. Disney is buying a, uh, a stake in Epic Games for $1.5 billion. Yeah, what's up with that? So, uh, I don't know if that, does this mean that you will actually have, that you will be able to pay for Disney skins? Because... I remember back in my day, there was a game called Kingdom Hearts, and Disney would not al- would not allow them to have any weapons in that game. That's why fucking Sora has a stupid keyblade. That's why he's that's why he's carrying a that's why he's carrying a giant key because they didn't want him to have swords in the game because that was too violent for Disney characters. And now there's a possibility we might be able to shoot people in the head with Donald Duck. What's what's happening with, to the world today? So here's what I, here's my theory, and I don't know if y'all have kept up with. I don't know, at randomly Disney will be like, we invented something and they'll like make a big deal out of it. And then it's not that big of a deal. But um, it was a month or two ago, they announced that they had come up with a new way to interface in VR. Yep. I saw that. And it, it's, it looks so dumb. It's like this, I mean, it's like this mat that is omnidirectional and multiple people can use it at the same time. But it looks like you have to take these little itty bitty steps for it to work. Like they're just taking these little tiny shuffly steps. That's supposed to add like an illusion of movement in the game more. So I kind of wonder if this isn't something tied to that, like some sort of attraction or arcade they're going to have at the park where it'll I interface think, with Fortnite in some way. Maybe yeah. not in a violent way. Maybe it'll be one of the... It's like now there's games where you're not shooting people in the head, you know? Well, I guess, I mean, there there is somewhat of Disney representation in there already because we do have Marvel characters. Marvel. And we do have Star Wars mm-hmm. characters in there yeah. in that way. Sorry, go ahead, John. I feel like they have a broader strategy and in get involved with Epic because Epic has such a deep foothold in filmmaking as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Disney, I think has never really found a great uh, foothold in gaming. And so they, they could give them a leg up on that. And I don't know, it makes a lot of sense as, you know, as much as I don't like seeing giant corporations come together, you know, strategically i think it makes sense yeah it it seemed like maybe they were just going to do you know maybe they're just going to show the beginning of a star wars movie again on Fortnite because you know that works so well for rise of skywalker (laughs) you know the opening scroll of rise of skywalker was was referencing an event from 
Fortnite. So maybe oh. maybe they want to do that again because it works so well for them with that movie. That's why they haven't made a movie since. And as far as I know, J.J. Abrams has not had a project since that either. So There's a Fortnite <laughs> reference in the last Star Wars movie? Oh, yeah. The opening of the movie. Oh, shit. The, the opening scroll references an event that happened in Fortnite. So there's a part of the movie that you didn't see because you saw it on Fortnite. So, oh. yeah, because it was an event in Fortnite. We've come a long way, people. Wow. That was the first strike in that movie, <laughs> among many others. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they're doing something VR or something, but. Who knows? Maybe it's just they're going to add like it. Maybe do like a Disney Fortnite that's kind of like Lego Fortnite or something. I just want to shoot people with Donald Duck. Let's do it. It'll be fun. I want a Donald Duck's costume where I don't have to wear pants. Yeah. Have that butt hanging out. And that sweet sailor cap. Yep. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 got some news. The movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Carrey's coming back as Dr. Robotnik. But I think the even cooler news is that the song Live and Learn is going to be in Sonic 3. And that's a song from Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure. correctly? Or is it yeah. Sonic Adventure that's, 1? I think it's 2. I, I read trust the same me article. and we will escape from the city. No, I mean, that's that's City Escape, though. That's not Live and Learn. Trust your feelings, got to live and learn. Oh, okay. That's that song. I always thought it was called City Escape, because that's what it says on my, mm-hmm. uh, on, on, my, on my iTunes. And my iTunes are always right, even though I downloaded it off... Uh, Napster like 2,000 years ago. Well, that's good. I was going to say, if you're not doing the Escape from the City song in there, then what are you doing? That's that's the one. Yep. That would be the whole point of having a third movie. Well, Sh- where's Shadow? Shadow's going to be in there. we gotta, we got to see Shadow. And that last one was pretty good. I like Sonic 2 much better the than the Mario movie. last one was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't exactly what I would have pictured as a Sonic movie. It, but it had less Tom in it, so it had that going for it. Tom will We'll be coming back for this one, unfortunately. I mean, but compared to like Mario, it was a much better movie. It's a better movie than Mario, which I never would have guessed. Yeah. Like I I didn't really care for Sonic One, but Sonic Two had enough all the Sonic people hanging out together that I liked it. Yeah, all the like all the his friend shit, you can cut all that. We don't need that. But yeah. But the Sonic stuff with like Knuckles and Tails and, and Robotnik and all that was good. Just Get rid of the movie everybody else. Was actually, <laughs> the first the first movie was bad because Sonic was a, a side character, not the main character. In the second movie, they corrected that and they made him the main character. And I think maybe hopefully this one will go in that direction too. But also, his friend Sam seemed like he was kind of just there, like we didn't really need him in there. And there's that whole like wedding part that's just like, what what is this? They cut all that out. Yeah. So I mean, it could have been, but it was still. I mean, I watched it. I watched it on like Paramount Plus or something like that, and it was enjoyable for what it was. Yeah, I'll watch the third one. But Sonic, you know, Sonic's had a couple banger games recently. I heard that uh, Michael Jackson did the soundtrack for this one. Uh, (laughs) For this movie. (laughs) Yeah, he does a lot of things other than soundtracks, mostly to young children that he pays off. What other other, uh, (laughs) what other news do we have on here? It's another. You might want to talk about Monolith Soft. Oh yeah, it's just. Um, I mean, Monolith Soft. I I think have been looking for uh, new people for a while, but yeah, they're looking for. Um, I just kind of I saw it. It said looking for a programmer with a 3D a- action game experience, and I was like, ooh, 
Are we getting a sequel to Disaster Day of Crisis? The game that us in America never got to play? And maybe you can actually release Disaster Day of Crisis 1? We talked about that. Is that the one that there was the demo of at one point? No, no. No, I said the same thing. It's the same thing. This is Disaster Day of Crisis never came out here. It was an early Wii game. Like when the Wii like first came out and I saw footage of it and it looked cool. And yeah, you What was the other game that we're confusing it with? I think it's just called I think it's just called Disaster. There's a Disaster series. Yeah. It's a Japanese series. And there is a demo of it. I think it's like Disaster 3 or 4 or something like that. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. But that's different. Yeah, it's just like where there's a bunch of shit that happens. And you go around and help people. And that's kind of how this one is too, except you're part of like this, you know, this like whatever, this like rescue team. And it's all kind of like superhero-y and you do all this different stuff to rescue people from different things. But it was made by Monolith with, you know, you know how they do. They're pretty, uh, they're pretty amazing. So and it, whenever they're, whenever they're recruiting more people, I'm interested as to, into what they're doing, you know. I mean, for all you know, it could be more Zelda stuff since they did that too. We got another Splatfest coming up. Uh, what's your favorite day of the weekend? Uh, I probably won't play this one. I haven't played any of the... I haven't played one in a while. I wish they gave you themes and stuff like Tetris Attack does. But it's happening on the 17th through the 19th. And let's just... What are your? What is your favorite day of the weekend? What do you guys say? What would you vote for? I would personally have to say Sunday. I think Sunday too. I have no reason to get up early and no reason to go to bed early. It's like my only day of the week that's like that. Yeah, because will you work on Sundays, right, or do you not? I don't. Oh, okay. So I have uh, Sunday, Monday off now. So, so like, Sunday is your like your weekend. Yeah, it kind of depends. Like my my work schedule is all over the place. So most of the weekdays are pretty good for me because I'm not editing or anything. So I have time for those days. But when I deliver and stuff, I deliver like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Sunday is better because I stop earlier and then I don't work on Monday. So I'd probably go for Sunday. Yeah, I, yeah. I use my Saturdays to kind of reset do chores that i need to do figure out my plan for the next week and sunday is my relaxation day so i like sunday yeah when uh we you know in the football season Jess and i drink bloody mary's and watch football so sunday's fun for that sunday fun day yep whenever i'm available uh so let me let me check uh let me check the news real quick and see if there's anything we're missing but is there anything you want to talk about on here before we go i'm good yeah i think i'm pretty good yeah i think that's probably Probably fine. We'll have a lot more to talk about next week. I hope Fingers so. Crossed. We did uh we did actually get an email. We got an interesting email that I can read. Oh. Hopefully, uh I'm hopefully I, I emailed them back, but I haven't gotten a response yet. But hopefully we can make something happen with it. Do you uh do you guys remember Antal who was on our show? Yeah. All right, here it is. We got an email from Antal from Antal saying, Subject, something cool to show you. Hi, I was on your podcast a few years ago. There's no way to link pictures, but I have a rather rare Wii. I don't know if you all care about Nintendo history or not. Or not. Of course we do. But it's an interesting find. It's a we did it, quote unquote, Wii, that was given to ATI employees, we think, with Broadon and NEC logos also etched into it. It also has a graphics chip. Let me know if you're interested in seeing pictures. We could even talk about it on the podcast if you're interested. Oh hell yeah! Definitely interested. Uh, did, has anybody heard of this Wii? The Wii. No, I, I haven't. haven't heard of it right here, though. You, I you wonder if it's found it related to. Um, well, if it's like people that manufactured like the components for it or something. Yeah, look up ATI Wii. Did it? It'll, it'll turn up. Yeah. So uh, definitely. Um, 
hopefully we can get in touch and, and talk about it at a future time because it sounds very cool. And thank you for emailing us through the website as you can if you go to nintendomainpodcast.com. You can email us through there if you have anything you want to talk to us about on our show and questions and whatever, that sort of thing. Yeah, I got to hear how we got that. And uh, and if you like hearing us and we want to hear bonus shows and support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash nintendomainpodcast. We just did kind of a follow-up episode to a couple episodes ago where we talked about John's uh, OC Remix you know, Empire, and we basically went back and we talked about our top five favorite OC Remix songs, and it's kind of like a radio show. You know, we, we introduce the songs and then we play the songs in their entirety, and then we talk about our thoughts on them. So it's a it's it's kind of a great a, episode. It's kind of a different uh, format, but I thought it was fun and it was easier for me to edit because there was less talking in it. But yeah. it definitely <laughs> makes me want to do more music episodes. That was fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want to do some more. I got. I had so many that I had to cut from the list that I wish I could have talked about. It'd be cool <laughs> to go back and do that again. Yeah, but it was fun. We talked about our history with them and with the songs and how we listened to them and the games and whatnot. And it was, yeah, it was cool. You could give it a listen for just a dollar. And uh, also, $5 and above, you'll get early videos of us and WRT Radio. And you can also get merch and you'll get stuff sent to you like uh, pictures and stickers. And I think 15 and above, you get posters and whatnot and mugs, that sort of thing sent to you from patreon so that's cool then you can also check out our videos at, at youtube.com slash podcast and you can find me streaming aw with joe on monday nights 11 30 for a wrestle chat and also uh first person fridays i'll try to keep that going for as long as i can on fridays at 11 30 12 that sort of time so check that out and you can find the videos on YouTube after if you miss them. And you can find Jeremy and I on uh, on that one site at jmaxstack and at Nintendo underscore domain over there. Did you see that blue sky is open invitation or anyone could go? I should I should try it. I actually have an invite for it that I never used. I just it's a lot of effort to make another yeah thing, but I should I guess because you know trash fire whatever. But that's yeah, every exactly. social media site. Facebook isn't any better, trust me. Facebook is oh, no. the first Facebook's trash fire scary. of everything. Yeah. The only reason I'm on any social media is because of this show. Like, really, if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't touch it. Facebook's any like of that, that one of those like coal mines that's been on fire for like decades. I mean, Facebook was part of, I mean, aside from it's Q, like smoldering under the ground. Aside from like QAnon and uh, hackers, was like a main reason that Trump was elected because of fake, oh, fake news and whatnot. That, that they will send to you if you listen to that bullshit. So yeah, fun stuff. Join our join our group on Facebook. We have a <laughs> we have a fan group on Facebook. If you still use yeah. that trash, it's not fire a trash website, fire. not our not our. Community Maybe we'll now. actually get a Discord going someday. We have one. There's just nobody on it. <laughs> I don't even use the other Discord really. Just use it to talk on the stream. But yeah, that's been episode 408. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time. We uh we uh we you. No, we you.
I don't think you can hear us. Can you hear us? Who? You, Jeremy? Can you hear anything? Did I freeze? Yeah. Did you not hear the intro? Am I back? You're back. You're moving. No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. It was just kind of like, what? (laughs) Here, let me, I'll read it again. We're both waiting on you to to say you're saying you're just in deep thought. 